Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. And coming up on today's episode, we got a two-minute drill for you, recapping all this last uh, NFL action, these weekend's games, and uh, the college football playoff recap we got as well. So we had some exciting games in college football bowl games, and uh, the playoff has started, and we got our two teams in it. And i tell you what, I mean, those games were just incredible to watch. So it was some great football. So it's a new year as well. Happy New Year, everybody. We're going to get started with the two-minute drill, of course, first. And then we'll get started with the uh, college football action. So, all right. First up, let's get this two-minute drill going. It starts now. Lions defeat the Cowboys 20 and or excuse me, the Cowboys defeat the Lions 20 and 19. Probably shouldn't have been this way, but we had a controversy there on Saturday night. Two-point conversion gets nullified because saying it wasn't eligible. So Lions could have won this game 21 to 20, but got taken off the board. Meanwhile, CD Lamb in Dallas, 13 catches, 227 yards, and a touchdown. So he balled out for him. But we all know that the Cowboys escaped one on Jimmy Johnson's Ring of Honor night there. And Big D. And Ravens defeat the Dolphins 56 to 19. Blow them out, securing their first overall seed in the playoffs. They'll get a bye as well. Lamar Jackson, 321 yards, 5 TDs. Meanwhile, the Dolphins fall on 11 5. And next week's matchup against Buffalo is crucial to, to decide the AFC East because Bills defeat the Patriots 21 to, or 27 to 21. They'd win 10 and 6. If they win next week against Miami, they will win the AFC East and get the number two seed overall. Bears defeat the Falcons 37-17. TJ Moore, 159 receiving yards and a touchdown. Colts defeat the Raiders 23-20. Stay alive in the playoff hunts and the AFC South. Jay Taylor, 96 rushing yards in the TD on the day. Rams defeat the Giants 26-25. They improved the 97 going for that wild card as well. Kyron Williams, 87 rushing yards, three TDs on the day. Cardinals upset the Eagles 35-31 behind Kyler Murray's three TDs. Eagles and Cowboys fight for the division. Coming down to the final play. Uh, Saints defeat the Bucks 23-13. They are both now 8-8. Eight and eight, And next week's going to decide the NFC South. Nobody wants it. 49ers defeat the Commanders 27-10. They secure the number one overall seed in the NFC. Bring on you kind of 14 receiving yards and TD on the day. Jags defeat the Panthers 26-zip. ETN Jr. 102 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Texas defeat the Titans 26-3. Stroud came back 213 passing yards. Next week's just going to be the deciding factor in the AFC South. Steelers beat the Seahawks 30 to 23. Staying alive. Najee Harris 122 rushing yards, two TDs. Broncos beat the Chargers 16 to nine. And uh, Chiefs beat defeat the Bengals 25 17. By the time Pacheco 130 rushing yards on the day, and the Packers blow out the Vikings 33 to 10. Jordan Love had three passing TDs on the day. So a lot of movement. In action like in the NFL, these teams could close out the deal, get their playoff burst, you know, winning the division. But major upsets happened, and they just didn't want to close the deal. I mean, look at those. There's a reason why we didn't have those Miami Dolphins as the marquee matchup of the week because they're facing the Ravens. They were like, Whoa, how come we didn't have that as your marquee matchup? That was two AFC top two teams, you know. Well, that's why it's 56 19 annihilation. And everybody's like, Lamar Jackson, MVP, but yes, after that performance, he did play like an MVP with those five touchdowns, but are you really going to give it to him? And they have the best record. I mean, might as well. It looks like it's kind of a lock for that to happen, but Eagles losing to the Cardinals. So now they're tied with the Cowboys in the AFC East at 11 and five. Like what is going on? Meanwhile, the AFC South is just 
nobody seems to want it. They're all staying in it and fighting for the one of them doesn't get it. They're going to get a wild card. I mean, the Texans, Colts, and Jags are all like dotted up there. Um, and the Steelers, of course, is going to have above 500 record again. Mike Thomas really turned that team around with Mason Rudolph now as the quarterback. It seems like it's light a little spark under the offense. That's, who would have thought? Um, but that was just some crazy takeaways. And man, those Cowboys, did they get away with one against Detroit? I still can't believe that call and how the guy reports and they say he's not reporting, but it doesn't make any sense to why that has that happened like that. But um, maybe somebody will win an NFC South, maybe Tampa, maybe New Orleans. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully, Baker Mayfield and those guys get in. I would like to see Tampa said New Orleans, but anyways. Let's talk about this college football playoff real quick. Like, Happy New Year, everybody. One of those games was starting in 2023 and ended in 2024. You want to look at it like that, but Michigan Wolverines defeated the Alabama Crimson Tide 27-20 in the Rose Bowl in overtime. And talk about a game that just went back and forth. Like Michigan led 13-10 at half. Then Bama goes up 20-13, about 4 minutes, 41 seconds to go in the game. McCarthy leads him down. Four-yard TD pass, about a minute 34 left. Nods it up at 20 to 20. And then in overtime, Blake Corum gets a 17-yard run, 27-20. And there you have it. Um, it's the biggest takeaways from this game. Like Michigan's defense, they're getting after Alabama. They're just controlling the line of scrimmage on both defensive and offensive side of the ball. They had seven sacks. They were just getting pressure all day. Um Poor guy didn't have much time to throw for the most of the game there. But um, they held Alabama to 288 total yards. Michigan had 351 total yards on the day. So it's a big difference in total yards. Alabama actually led in time of possession. But Michigan was just beating him up. He had no time to uh, pass the ball. And then coming down to that situational ball at the end where Alabama's getting down near the five-yard line, you know, they're about to score maybe in overtime and you know tie it up maybe even go for two who knows but McEnroe this man quarterback draw in that situation on fourth down and goal yeah I just didn't really understand that but that's what they came up with but that was all I was really working is hey run around do some things with your feet and oh for the best like they're that's how bad their offense looked last um night but Anyways, a big win for Michigan, despite all the controversy surrounding uh, Jim Harbaugh and all that Michigan staff. Like, come on, man. Like, these guys came to play. They dominated on the offensive line. They dominated on the defensive line. They got pressure, and they just bullied Alabama. You would think that would be always, actually, always has been the other way around. Alabama's been the one that's been bullying people for the better part of this decade. And Michigan came out and said, we're going to bully you. And they did. Like, they, I mean, seven sacks, pressure and all day. That Blake Corum kid played his heart out. Chase A. McCarthy, I mean, he was balling out there as well. So, those kids, man, they deserved the victory in the Rose Bowl. It was a great, great game. Um, not disappointed in the outcome. I'm glad Michigan's going on. It's not Bama again in the title game. You were, I was thinking maybe they were, hey, they're going to put Bama in the college football playoff because we got to get Nick Saban another championship. We got to rig it, you know. But I'm happy with this outcome. And it was a damn good game. 
That's going to lead us into the next one. Texas and Washington. Whew, man, this is another one. I, mean, I was falling asleep during this game. And actually did because, you know, why are we starting at 9 p.m. over here on the East Coast? It's not ideal. We got, that's after midnight by the time this game gets over, you know. So it could went into, if it went into overtime, it would be a half of 1, 1.30 in the morning. I got to get up for work. But um, <laughs> um, it was an incredible game. Washington wins 37-31. to This is another game. It was 21-21 a half. It was just back and forth pretty much the whole game. It really came down to that QB play, like Quinn Edwards, Ewers. I can't really, I can't exactly know how to say his last name, but 318 pass yards, a TD. Michael Penix, Jr., 430 passing yards for Washington, two TDs. The guy was 29 of 38 on the day. Um, he was making throws that are NFL esque like throws. He was making throws that I don't even see half these QBs in the NFL making. I don't know how he was laying it in. It didn't matter what it was. A fade, post corner, drag routes, slants. It was go routes. He was throwing the ball deep a lot. And he was just hitting them in stride no matter what. And that one touchdown he hit, I had no clue how he got it around the safety and between the corner. Like he just zinged it in there. He's got a lot. He's got a heck of an arm. It looks kind of awkward in his release. But, man, the guy knows how to put it on the money. He did that for Washington. So they're going to advance to the national championship game and came down to the wire in this one, too. Longhorns had the ball. If that wide receiver threw it in the end zone and got deflected, that was the final play of the game. It was 37-31. Imagine if he got that touchdown and an extra point. The Texas Longhorns would be in the national championship game despite how well Michael Penix Jr. was playing last night. That just goes to show you something like these two teams definitely deserve to be in this college football playoff. And it was great to watch both of them play. Washington's defenses seems to somehow make plays. They don't seem, you know, that great, especially in the secondary, but they make plays when they have to. Um, but that play, that wide receiver, he's about five yards in the end zone, one-on-one when he came back for that route. If he just cut his stop like two yards shorter than that and Ewers was was let the ball out a little bit sooner, that would have been a touchdown. That's how close that was. I really believe it would have been a touchdown. He made a great play to get it back up on the ball and deflect it out of bounds by that kid. So that's that's how, hey, sometimes it's up to the game of of inches here. Um, But I really believe that Texas would be going to the national championship game. He was just he didn't need to run five yards deep in the end zone and then come back for that ball. So um, Texas Longhorns with a big-time loss there. But Washington versus Michigan now in the national championship game. It's going to be a heck of a championship game. I can't wait to see this. I'm excited for it. I'm glad to see two different teams in it. I'm glad there's not an SEC team, honestly. No SEC team in the national championship i'm glad bama i'm glad george is not in it i'm i'm happy when we had clemson there for a while i'm glad we have two different teams especially michigan because they've been knocking on the door ever since tim harbaugh's been there and it's been coming up short but this year this seems different for this squad and right now i'm kind of leaning towards michigan but Michael Penix, man, look out for this guy. He's going to really improve his draft stock, too. 
because everybody's talking about Caleb Williams, you know, Drake May from North Carolina, you know, even Jaden Daniels from LSU. But the way this guy was looking like with that left hand, tossing it like Michael Vick with just a flick of the wrist, like he doesn't run like him. But look out for this kid, man. This, this is, I was astonished. I'm still astonished by how pinpoint his accuracy was. Um, so it'll be a signing matchup to look forward to. I'm excited about it. You know, it's just, um, hey, man, college football has come back around. And maybe the committee got it right by leaving Florida State out, right? We have gotten these two great matchups. I just hope the championship game is not going to be a blowout. We don't want no TCU saga coming up with it. Just get blown out in the championship game, you know, by Georgia. Like, that's what happened last time. Like, we don't want that. And I believe we're not going to get that. We're going to get an exciting game with two programs that have been built back up and are rolling. All right. So that's going to do for today's episode. Before I get out of here, remember, we have. Check out the website, you know, sportstalkfromthecrib.com. And we have a blog post up there as well as the podcast. And we're available on all streaming platforms. So go ahead and subscribe to your favorite pop uh, platform and uh, to listen to the show. And check us out on social media. We're at Feel the Heat Entertainment. It's Feel the Heat ENT. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and X. Go check us out there. Friday's episode, where we're going to get into... The playoff picture of the NFL coming up this next weekend. So be on the lookout for that. And I'll see you all then. Y'all have a great day. 